Welcome to Office Hours Thank you. with Nick Sapp. Questions. You. I'm here with Dr. Mark Henderson. He is the Associate Dean for Admissions and a Professor of Internal Medicine. You'll frequently see him on the wards um, with medical students. So welcome, Dr. Henderson. Thank you for being here this afternoon. Thank you very much, Tiffany. So just to start, I wanted um, to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you did your medical school and residency, and how you came to be here at UC Davis. Sure. So I grew up in... Uh, San Jose, California, and um, my uh, medical school career was, uh, or I went to medical school, I should say, at UCSF. Um, I did my residency at the University of Texas Health Science Center, which is in San Antonio, Texas. Um, I spent the first uh, 10 years of my academic career at the University of Texas as a clinician educator. Uh, general internist and then program director for internal medicine there and I was recruited to UC Davis in 2000 to take over for Dr. Fitzgerald who was stepping down as the internal medicine residency director here. So uh, my wife and I were recruited together. She's an oncologist and she came to run the breast cancer program. So that's how we came to UC Davis 15 years ago. Um, So I ran the internal medicine program here for 12 years and then for the last six years, I've been involved with medical school admissions, as you alluded to. Great. So we're going to jump right into some questions. Sounds good. So the first question I have here is from the cardiovascular section. It's item number 11. Okay. The question reads, a 48-year-old woman is evaluated in the emergency department three hours after the sudden onset of central anterior chest pain and dyspnea. There is constant chest pressure, tightness, and dyspnea. She is not on any medications. On physical exam, the patient is afebrile. Blood pressure is 144 over 76 bilaterally. Pulse is 118, and respiration rate is 18. Estimated central venous pressure is 15. There are no murmurs, rubs, or gallops on cardiac auscultation. Her lungs are clear. There is mild pedal and lower leg edema that is more pronounced on the right side. The electrocardiogram shows ST segment depression in the lateral leads. The chest radiograph is normal. Handheld echocardiography shows a small hyperdynamic left ventricle with normal regional wall motion. Which of the following tests should be performed next? A, CT pulmonary angiography, B, coronary angiography, C, radionucleotide perfusion imaging, or D, transesophageal echocardiogram. Okay. So, Dr. Henderson, can you lead us through the answer to this question? Sure. So, uh, as I uh, dissect through this case, I think the... The most striking thing is the prolonged and severe chest pain with dyspnea. So when you think about uh, prolonged chest pain, clearly ischemic heart disease comes to mind, I think, principally. So I think as you proceed through an exam and an evaluation, you should have that diagnosis at the top of your list. And so as I go and consider the physical examination, I'm looking for signs of ventricular dysfunction, for instance, that can happen with a very large myocardial infarction or um, other explanations for severe chest pain, for instance, something in the lungs. But clearly you're thinking about some cardiac catastrophe or something having to do with the lungs to explain severe chest pain and dyspnea. As I look at the physical exam, the vital signs show that she's tachycardic And the most significant physical findings for me are the elevated neck veins. So the the CVP is 15 centimeters, so markedly elevated. Uh, Yet the cardiac exam 
is, is relatively normal, meaning there's no, there are no signs of left ventricular dysfunction. Uh, so the way I interpret that is what we have is signs of right ventricular dysfunction or right-sided heart failure. The, the, the leg edema is interesting in that it's asymmetric. It's greater on the right side. So if you think about the history and the, the physical exam findings suggest something that would cause right-sided heart failure and asymmetric leg edema. And when you sort of think about that, uh, to me, the biggest thing that jumps to my mind would be um, something that would cause acute right heart failure, uh, or from which is elevating the pulmonary artery pressures acutely, as in with within with pulmonary embolism. That would be the thing I would think about most, especially if you think about the asymmetric leg edema, since eighty percent of pulmonary emboli come from the legs. Okay. So I would say the physical exam has been very helpful to me in this particular instance because it's taken me from ischemic heart disease, maybe left ventricular dysfunction now to really acute right heart failure from a pulmonary uh, cause. So the chest film, which is a great idea, would be, if you think about pulmonary embolism, what you expect is that the chest film is relatively normal. If anything, there can be a little bit of atelectasis, which is often minor, and so it's missed. Um, I know that there's an echocardiogram handheld which shows a normal left side of the heart, but my my physical exam and my clinical suspicion has nothing to do with the left side of the heart. So I, I would I I want to know about the right side of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on handheld echo, I don't even trust them. And maybe that's my <laughs> age. But so the next test I would do is the CT angiogram. Um, the, the ECG has ST segment depression and lateral leads, which is you know somewhat suggestive of ischemia, but um, is nonspecific for ischemia in the sense that it can be associated with other uh, types of strain. So I would invoke right ventricular strain causing that SE segment abnormality. So I, I think this is acute right heart failure from pulmonary embolism. Great. Um, so what would you say is the pearl that you would take from this case? Um, I think that the the one thing I would say is that the the my the big pearl is that the phys- we do the physical exam for a reason, and oftentimes it can be very very helpful in terms of uh, narrowing your differential diagnosis and guiding future uh, testing.